The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Jesus' parents brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servants in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And... A sword will pierce your own soul, too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Almighty and ever-living God, May we be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to recap the story we just heard for you because I've fallen in love with this story this week. And I think it's worth spending some more time on and looking at very closely or as closely as we can in the next 10 minutes. When Jesus was 40 days old, his parents, following Levitical law, presented him at the temple. Little did they know, Jesus had been expected in Jerusalem. A man named Simeon had been visited by the Holy Spirit, who told him that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Messiah. Simeon was looking forward to the transition that happens with death, and so he waited for the Messiah in Jerusalem. In the temple, there was also a prophet named Anna. Now, depending on the Bible translation, Anna was either 84 years old 
or it had been 84 years since she was widowed, which would make her about 105 at the youngest. Anna had lived a long life, and she had become somewhat of a monastic, residing night and day in the temple, praying and fasting. I have to imagine that it was only a very thin veil that lay between God and Anna. I believe that she probably perceived spiritual life and energy more clearly than most of us. So, 40 days after Jesus' birth, or in our modern calendar, 40 days after December 25th, today, February 2nd, also ironically Groundhog Day, (laughs) the day that we wait for spring and are often disappointed by that groundhog, In the spirit of that waiting, on Groundhog Day, roughly 2014 years ago, Jesus appeared in the lives of Simeon who waited and Anna who watched and prayed. Simeon, following the Holy Spirit, went into the temple that day and saw the baby Jesus, a little six-week-old child in the arms of his parents. And Simeon saw and knew the Messiah he had been waiting for. Simeon had waited through a long winter of his life. And on this day, in the evening of his life, the sun came out. The groundhog finally did not see a shadow, and the arrival of spring was announced. The life Simeon had been waiting for arrived. And Simeon took life in his arms and sang to God. Master, now you are dismissing your servants in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Simeon was a poet. And his song has been shared throughout the ages. It is sung at sunset, still, all around our world. And as the earth turns and the sun sets continuously over faith communities everywhere, Simeon's song rings out perpetually, praising God for releasing us into his glory through Christ. Now, this morning I was driving in and I was really curious about the next time that this song would be sung in Jerusalem, where Simeon first sang it. And I recently got an iPhone. And, you know, there's a lady in here named Siri who answers questions. So I said, Siri, wake up. Hey, Siri, wake up. And she said, what can I help you with? And I said, hey, Siri, when is sunset in Jerusalem? No, she heard me say that other stuff. Hold on. Siri, when is sunset in Jerusalem? In Jerusalem, Israel today, sunset was at 5.13 p.m. 5.13 p.m. Hey, Siri, what time is it in Jerusalem right now? The time in Jerusalem, Israel is 5.24 p.m. 5.24 5.24 p.m. So it's sunset in Jerusalem right now. And you know what's really cool? The kids in the choir today are about to sing Simeon's song. They're going to join their voices at the offertory 
with Simeon's song while it is being sung in Jerusalem right now, today. And I think that's beautiful. Oh, Simeon's still going crazy. I mean, Simeon. Siri, Siri, turn off. I didn't think about that part. Now, how to turn a phone off. Now, on the first day that Simeon sang this song, I think Anna heard him. For she approached Jesus, and she also recognized him as the Messiah. But Anna did something new, something that no one yet seems to have done in this first 40 days of the Incarnation. We know that the shepherds came to look at Jesus, and the wise men came to give Jesus gifts. We even know, and we've heard and seen in our pageant, that the animals gathered around Jesus and took him in. And we just saw that Simeon took Jesus in his arms and sang. Anna took a different posture. She was the first to turn toward the gathered crowd and preach about Jesus. And in doing so, she lit a candle of revelation for all in the temple to see more clearly by. She didn't keep the light to herself. She saw the truth so clearly that it burst out of her, a great light in the darkness. This week, I was feeling the cold and dark of winter. I think I needed a light. I was in need of that light or that revelation or something that was similar to what Simeon and Anna seemed to have had when they saw truth in Jesus and offered up their gifts of song and revelation. There was much to get done this week, including this sermon, and only a little time in which to do it. I thought I'd work in my office at church on Thursday afternoon, but the heat was broken. I tried to heat my office with a space heater, and so did Dave in the office next door. And so we overloaded the circuit and lost power in both of our offices and couldn't for the life of us locate the circuit box that was responsible for connecting electricity to our office. We think it might have been in the attic. There's a lot of circuit boxes. We didn't find it. Have I mentioned we could use a new building around here? (laughs) Anyway, I went to the library in Arlington Center. And for a number of frustrating reasons, I ended up having only about 30 minutes to get a start on sermon writing. I sat down in a chair in the corner of the main reading room, opened my computer, and then glanced up to my left. A white marble statue of a woman with her hand on her ear was leaning over me. I almost laughed out loud. I've got nothing to say yet, lady. Be patient. (laughs) I saw the men behind her who stood in a painting on the wall. They were George Washington and some other men on a battlefield, pointing in the same direction that she was listening in. I thought, what? (laughs) I looked at my watch. I was wondering what all these people were focused on. I realized I was running out of time. I only had 20 minutes left to try to get all my thoughts about Anna and Simeon and Revelation and presentation and light down on paper, and I didn't have enough time. I folded. I checked my email. I looked at the map to figure out how to get to my next meeting, and then I stood up to leave, and I leaned down to pick up my backpack. And at that moment, I looked up in the direction that I had had my back to, and I saw what the lady was listening to, And what the men were pointing to 
It was a painting behind my chair. And in the painting, I saw a man with a long beard, a very old man, kneeling at the feet of a young king on the steps of what looked like a temple. And behind the young king, there was a woman with her hands together in prayer, looking up towards heaven. And there was a crowd gathered all around. Apparently, this was Columbus returning with his crew from the Americas (laughs) to the king of Spain. But all I saw was Jesus as a young man with Simeon kneeling at his feet and Anna praying at his back. I saw Anna in prayer and Simeon presenting himself. his Messiah. Standing with my backpack and keys in hand in the public library, I saw in that moment layered images of the presentation of Christ. Christ as a baby being presented in the temple. Christ as a lively child, I'm sure, presenting his parents with the typical challenges of parenthood. Christ as a preteen present in the temple amid the rabbis. Christ as a rabbi, presenting truth and challenge to the gathered crowds through parables. And Christ as the king of heaven, residing in eternity and in each of our hearts, where we present ourselves to him. Mind, body, and spirit, open to receive the light of his love, open to revelation, open to to Christ's presence in us and in each other. As the presentation of Christ sits with me, I wonder how each of us presents ourselves to Christ. Simeon presented himself to Christ with his song. Anna, with her willingness to turn around and preach and share the light. Mary and Joseph presented themselves to Christ as mom and dad. Whoever carved the listening lady and painted the men and the scenes and the paintings around me in the library presented themselves through creativity. The adult and youth and junior choirs today present themselves to Christ through their voices. There's a certain presence that comes with the wisdom of old age, as we saw in Simeon and Anna. And there is a certain presence in waiting. So many of you are present and present yourselves through ministries in this church, through your pledge to support our work together, through your work in the world, through prayer, through loving one another. And I do believe that when we present ourselves to the world and to each other, we are presenting ourselves to Christ. And when we present ourselves to Christ, we are present for one another. In this perpetual act of presenting ourselves to and through Christ, we bring light into an otherwise dark world. Amen.